This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're on the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQuallsCFP.com. Commission-free simply just means fee only. No one, no one, no company, no commission, no kickback, no referral fee, no compensation gets in the way for recommending the best or what's in the best interest of a fee-only advisor's clients. If you're not working with an independent fee-only CFP, your advice may be subpar. Check out JasonQualsCFP.com to learn more. If you want to jump in and be a part of the show, click email the show or any of the social media links at Financial coachingradio.com interesting take on where we are politically where we are economically where we are with investing planning just thinking about things in the short term versus the long term something you hear quite often you know the stock market's gambling the stock market's like a house of cards if so-and-so gets elected the market's going to crash if so-and-so gets elected the market's going to go down or we're going to become socialist or whatever no matter what side you're on, you know what the, the people on the opposite are saying or thinking, typically. Or you know what you feel about the people on the opposite side and your negative thoughts. But someone put it to me like this earlier, and I thought it was, and I've, I've, I feel the same way. I don't know if I've ever articulated it as well as this gentleman did. And he's a client of mine, a very wise gentleman. He was having a discussion with someone else that was very, uh, scared about the upcoming election and what it was going to do to the economy and the stock market. And his response was simply this. As old as we are, how many elections have we had that it was called the election of the life to, of a lifetime? This is the most important election in our lifetime. And the point he was trying to make is the news wants to convince us that this is a very, very special election. I may not be able to convince you that it's not, and that's okay. But that's what they want us to believe. They want us to take it all serious, more serious than it has been in the past. But I'm with that gentleman. I'm with my client there. Every election at, at during the time right before the year leading up to it, it's the most important election of all time. It's not. It's not. It's just not. And what's happened with the news media, it's that's so far skewed on both sides, is they're... What they what is the news media's job? The news media used to be to report the news, 
and you just kind of picked your favorite anchor and whoever your favorite you know the favorite looking or favorite sounding anchor you just watch that person you know you would get the news for the most part uh, equally from both all sources it was basically three channels back then three news sources well now there may be certainly 20 or 30 maybe even 50 or 100 i don't even know how many news sources or news channels there would be depending on the news that you want but since there's such a competitive market a news channel or any tv channel makes their money by selling advertisements and to sell the most advertisements you need the most viewers so what these news channels are doing they're trying to do anything and everything to get as many viewers as possible and that means they'll say whatever it, it takes they'll tell you whatever story it takes they'll spin it how they have to spin it make the thing the the thing that we're facing at this point in time larger and more important and more scary than ever before to keep us engaged and keep us listening that doesn't mean it's any more scary that means any more of an important election or the election of a lifetime no more than any other thing that we've been through you know is the situation that we're in right now really that much more significant than what we went through in 2007 2008 and 2009 i would encourage you to go study up the whole global economy was on the brink of collapse all of us didn't know it at the time but that's what it was and just the election a couple elections ago was supposed to be the most important one then long story short or the moral of this story is it's gonna be okay the stock market's going to go up it's going to go down but if you look at the long-term returns returns over five six seven eight nine ten years or longer it's an upward trend averaging eight nine ten eleven twelve percent depending on the asset class you're looking at that's just the trend if you look at it in a day's term, a week or a month or a quarter or even a year or two, it may be a downward trend. It may be what you feel is this, this most awful economic situation we've ever been in, but it's not. Leave it alone long enough, invest long enough, and everything will be okay. This cycle of politicizing everything is no different, so the market is not house of cards this is financial coaching radio i'm your host jason qual certified financial planner chime in at financialcoachingradio.com i'm back with you right after this how much are your investments costing you each year most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134. Or visit my website, jasonqualscfp.com. We can do just about anything on the internet today. We can get medical advice, buy investments. We can even get a will for about $15. I know how enticing cheap and easy it can sound. But when you leave loved ones behind, a $15 will bought online may not cut it. As a certified financial planner, I strongly recommend that you use an estate planning attorney. Call estate planning attorney John Baker today at 896 896- 
888-345-5621 or go to his website, bakercouncil.com, so you don't make a $15 decision that could cost your family thousands of dollars. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Well, I'm waiting with bated breath. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. You can listen to the podcast when you get off. There you go. And how do you do that, Brian? Go to Dalton. Uh, Dalton. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's the Wake Up Crew on News Radio WGNS. Whatever your name is, so and so. Go ahead, Bill. Day mornings from 6 until 7.50 here on News Radio WGNS. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So reading over here, the IRS announcing higher estate and gift tax limits for 2021. I would assume these have just been indexed for inflation. The estate and gift tax exemption is $11.7 million per individual, up from $11.58 million for this year. That's a huge... Did, when you started in the estate planning form practicing law... Did you ever think it would be this large? Uh, no, I, I never. <laughs> you know, I, I think we thought more in terms of would it just go away altogether versus you know these super high exemptions. Go go away as far as this no estate no tax. estate tax. Yeah, and in Tennessee we've actually done that. You know, at the state level. So yeah, how many years has it been since Tennessee has done away? Uh, with it it phased out as of two thousand sixteen. One of the biggest myths I think dealing with these. Inheritances is people think there is a tax on all inheritances. I was just I was asked this just the other day. It was someone that wasn't a family member had died in Arkansas, and I don't believe they have a state inheritance tax. But it wasn't a very large estate, a home, maybe a bank account or two, and they were concerned there would be an inheritance tax. And why do you think that is? Is it just the all the news talking about what to do and people not really keeping track with? how high the limits are before you're subject to the inheritance tax? Yeah, I think a little bit of it is historic. Like you were saying earlier, the exemptions used to be much lower. Um, and then over, you know, the last 20 years, you know, they've gone up dramatically. So people still remember when, you know, estates, you know, as low as $600,000, $700,000 would, would owe estate taxes. And, and and you would not have to have been rich to to have owed those taxes you could have just had a lot of life insurance you could even been you know basically had a lot of debt but if you had had a lot of life insurance you know it might have put you over those limits so uh so i think people still remember uh you know and where small businessmen and and you know small farms would would get uh affected by that so people have all those memories of course there was used to be a lot of, of press about that so people still remember that and uh, and then I think people are conf- 
get confused because there's a lot of different types of tax. You know, we have income taxes, we have capital gains taxes, we have property taxes, Payroll we have estate tax. taxes. Pay, you know, so people will, will, will tend to, to get some of that. It gets confusing, you know, basically, when you start thinking about all the different types of taxes that are out there. What's the lowest you've ever seen the federal inheritance tax? I believe tax? in the, and I cannot tell you the years that too, too vague for me now, but I think it was maybe around 600,000 at one point that I recall. Like the late the, 90s, uh, early 2000s. Mid-90s or somewhere in there. I don't recall. I'd have to really go back and look at it. But yeah, but it was it was 600,000, I believe. And I remember, I think, it, when it went up to like 700, and, and you know, it, then I think it went up to a million after that. And then it, you know, just kept gradually going up as the laws changed. And I think finally, to talk about it, you know, I just listened to our conversation. We're, we're We've been in financial planning, estate planning for decades now. But I think people are, are not aware that there is a starting point to where someone's net worth is subject to the federal inheritance tax. And below that level, no one is. Right. But let's talk about you know, whether people are under or over that level. Let's just exclude that for a moment. Again, the level is $11 million per person. So I guess twenty, almost twenty-three, a little over twenty-three million for a married couple before right. they would be subject to federal. Basically, double the single. So, but whether or not someone is, is is subject to the federal inheritance tax, what assets make up a taxable its estate as far as the estate tax? Okay, you, you know, it, it's really going to be most everything you would would own and. You can get into issues of valuation or if you only own part of the asset, you know, maybe you're a co-owner, you don't actually own the whole thing. But basically, uh, everything that you own. uh, So land. Your land, life insurance. So life insurance is factored there. If you own the policy, you're the owner of the policy. So you die with $5 million of life insurance. And they're going to count that. So that gets counted in, added with Mm -hmm. your residence. What about a a Mm -hmm. home? So a home is jointly owned, usually with a husband and wife. How's that Mm -hmm. counted? Yeah, so um, I believe in, uh, it may be a little different in the community property state, but in in a state like Tennessee, uh, you know, half the value is going to be attributable to the the deceased spouse. So half the value of the home. On a jointly owned you know, for most property, most yeah. people that are married when they pass away, right, right. Life insurance, bank accounts, so anything jointly owned would be split in half, I guess. Yes, yeah. So basically, half's going to be at least in ten. You know, the normal route in in a separate property state like Tennessee, you're going to have uh, half, uh, you know, attributable to the deceased spouse, and the other half of the joint ownership. And that's just presuming that they owned it fifty fifty. And what about a small business? How is that valued at someone's death? Yep. I assume a lot of mm-hmm. businesses could be, yeah, you know, they're on paper they're valuable. Right, right. If you've got a business that's earning five hundred, yep. six hundred thousand dollars of net income, yeah, that's a significantly that's business is worth a couple million, maybe even five or six million. Yeah. So, so with the real estate, uh, you know, you know, uh, and you know, perhaps you know, a business or small business, you're, you're going to need some sort of uh, fair market valuation. Uh, you know, determine you know. A, uh, you know, a licensed appraiser. Uh, if someone is just pretty price. much clear, they're not going to be above the eleven million dollar amount. Yeah. Do you do do those valuations still? Is it required? Well, you know, if if you're going to uh, to claim exemptions, you know, in in in, in the you know, at, at a spouse's death, if you're going to uh, 
uh, you know, claim exemptions, then, you know, you still probably need to have some sort of valuation there uh, as to, you know, what, what it's worth. Now, some people may, for real estate, for example, they might just use the uh, tax value and, and, and go with that. Um, you know, for maybe for a business, they use uh, maybe, uh, you know, some sort of a book value or something, uh, you know, without going through the formal appraisal process. But, you know, I believe if you got audited, though, you know, it, it could be uh, potentially challenged that it wasn't the correct values. So, the uh, you know, of course, the appraisals or actual sales data, if it was sold shortly after death, would probably be the most reliable numbers. If you're just joining in, we're talking inheritance taxes, estate taxes, and estate planning with John Baker. BakerCouncil.com is his website, BakerCouncil.com. So in Tennessee, if someone's a resident of Tennessee, all of their property is in Tennessee, and they pass away, no matter how much they're worth, there is no tax, right? No inheritance tax, no death right, tax. Right, yeah. So if you died after you know 2016 or later in Tennessee, there is no Tennessee estate or uh, tax. That's so right. whether you're worth $1 or $100 million, Tennessee does not have an inheritance tax. Right, right. Now, the federal level, it doesn't start until you get to those large numbers that's right. Single uh, single person, eleven million, eleven point seven. That's what it is about to be. Right. And twenty three million if you're married. Right. 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 So it's you know it's and, and nationwide it's really going to be a very small number of estates that are actually going to be required to pay any state tax. You know each year. So it's going to be just a handful of states. Estates really going to hit those numbers. If someone if an estate is subject to the federal estate tax. Who pays it? Who owes yeah, it? So Is the, it the people inheriting the money, the beneficiaries mm-hmm. of wills, trust, assets, or uh, who who owes the tax? Yeah. So the so the state it, it's is primarily responsible, but it, it so it's the, kind of a separate entity, right? But the state planning, you know, the the, the you know the will uh, may may direct that certain asset or certain assets pay the tax and certain don't just depending on how the plan is set up but but in general you know you think of the state as primarily responsible for but, its own tax right. and then after the tax it gets distributed right. to but the let's say any state was wrongfully distributed to a beneficiary when a tax was owed and not paid the irs could come after the beneficiary you know at that point but the normal situation is the estate will pay the estate tax and the the inherited the federal inheritance tax is pretty lofty, right? Was it forty percent? Yeah, it's a, it can be very high. I think historically, you know, it's been as you know been fifty as high as fifty percent. So, you know, historically, that because of those high tax rates, people that are subject to the state tax, that's usually the 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 tax at death that was of most concern because it was by far the highest rates. People might also have concerns about capital gains tax, but those rates were much lower. And so people with estate tax concerns, you know, would typically deal with the estate tax primarily, uh, recognizing they'd rather pay a lesser capital gains tax than a uh, higher estate tax. What are some of the strategies and techniques people use when they have a high net worth to minimize the amount of federal estate tax when they die? Yeah, probably the most obvious and simple one for for married couples is, is just to use both of those exemptions. As you were just mentioning, a single person would be... 11 million something and, and a, a married couple be about twenty three thousand. so just simply taking advantage of that 
can 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 uh, it's probably going to help most people avoid it. And, uh, and then if you get higher than that, if you have higher net worth beyond that, or if maybe if you're a single person, uh, you know, there's other planning that you can do to uh, to to uh, you know structure uh, structure your estate and your assets to uh, have them not be included in your estate. And uh, you know, a lot of that does get more complicated. There's various types, different types of trust planning. Uh, there's gifting. So it's a tax that can be minimized. And, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you, so you, that's you, my thing with the the federal estate tax. It's I used to call it a voluntary tax. You only mm-hmm. pay it if you do not do the proper planning. If you do the proper planning, you do not pay it. Yeah, and, so and, why yeah. wouldn't it be something that you know, you know th- that's not so discussed? Why is it so politicized? Yeah, I th- well, I is think it just because it's you know it's a way to convince people that one group is trying to tax the rich and one group is trying to not tax the rich. Yeah, I I think a lot of it again kind of goes back historically when it did hit what we might call, you know, the, the common person, the ordinary people, you know, people that have run their own businesses or maybe had their own farms, and it was hitting a lot of people that you might not have considered, you know, the, the really high net worth people, but it was they were still subject to the tax. And uh, so I think a lot of it came out of that, and there was just this real aversion to the tax. But, you know, you know today, most people, you know, fortunately... Uh, are not going to have to worry about the estate tax. Most people are not going to be worth those high numbers. Um, now, e- and even if those numbers come down in future years, um, let's say that if, if, if the exemption is $5 million, well, that could still be $10 million for a married couple. That's still a very high exemption level and still going to exclude most people. And so... Uh, um, I, I think you know that, that that most of us, you know, certainly right now, for you know, we we don't have, we're not going to pay any state tax um, unless again you get to those real high numbers. Now, one thing I have kind of learned in doing this over the years is that my perception is that a permanent tax law means about five years. <laughs> for example, uh, you know, in two thousand, I believe it was two thousand twelve, uh, we we had what we consider the, the permanent fix to the state tax. Uh, we had these uh, exemption levels, and they would be adjusted for inflation each year. And then what happens? Well, the, the, the tax reform in 2018 passes, and we double them, you know. So, so that. In, in about five years, five or six years, we, we've, we've, it changes again. And, and those are set to sunset, uh, I believe, at the end of two, 2025, so we're going to those are going to uh change yet again so you know you, you you do have to kind of follow the tax laws change is the lesson learned i think um and and, and they're going to shift o- over time and and you know the various uh things going on in, in the country in the world and 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 just be mindful of that and and you know try to be proactive in in your planning if you have any state planning question, reach out to us online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, talking estate planning, inheritance taxes with John Baker, estate planning attorney, bakercouncil.com is where you can find all the information about his law practice. We're back with you right for this short break. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on WGN.
get a Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Spark with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial plan? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Coaching Radio. This is the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. JasonQualsCFP.com for all about me. JasonQualsCFP.com. I am one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Still in the house is John Baker, estate planning attorney. Let's talk about some estate planning avoidance tactics, excuses people make of why they never get around to doing simple planning, wills, powers of attorney. Uh, Usually the number one is, I don't have anything, so I don't need to do any planning. I don't have that much. And that's where people are thinking just along the lines of dying. Estate planning is a little bit more involved than just what happens to your stuff when you die. Right. So, you know, you may... uh you know, you, you want it to be orderly. You want to make sure it does get where where it needs to go, where you want it to go, and you want to be able to do it at you know the least cost. Be able to nominate your executor if you have minor children. You know, nominate your uh, yeah, those are the main guardian. things. You, you need nominating you know, people who will take care of your kids yeah. or take care of you if you cannot. Those are the two things that have nothing to yeah. do with assets, right? And right. that's estate planning. Yeah. So so uh, you know, I mean, every everybody should at, at least have some sort of estate plan in place just to cover those basic things consulting with an attorney will cost money i would rather give to my family spend now or invest for the future people are saying well i could just give and there's more less money i'll have if i go hire an attorney to do my estate plan what do you think about yeah. that excuse well you know estate planning uh you, you know it's it, there's more to it than what I think meets meets the eye sometimes, you know, at least from the lawyer perspective, you know, they're, they're, everybody's got issues and we want to make sure they get everything addressed uh in you know in their plan to cover their situation to cover their family but as far as costs um, go costs, it's kind of like if you don't pay yeah. the attorney in many cases on the front end, it ends up costing yeah. your beneficiaries I mean, more on the back end because yeah, you didn't I've, have a plan i mean i've I've seen numerous occasions where you've had a homemade will or maybe even sometimes an internet will or you know something like that and and they're or nothing because you were too and, cheap to hire an attorney know, for example what i'll see a lot of time i mean i just saw the other day was uh somebody had written up a kind of a I assume they kind of copied the language from somewhere, but they had written up some wills they wanted to put in place until they could get in to get the attorney to do it. You know, they did plan to have an attorney do their wills, but they were wanted something in the short term till they could get that uh, done. And uh, and it was written out, and it was notarized. I mean, it was typed out, signed, and notarized. 
but that's not a valid will in Tennessee because it didn't have no two witnesses. witnesses. So that that you know, not not even just something as simple as signing and witnessing it correctly can can make it legally invalid. So uh, uh, and 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 there can be there are a lot of little traps, a lot of you know, in so many little. Th- things and, and that's kind of what we do when we evaluate you know we're issue spotting you know where, where where are your issues what do we need to do here and uh it's just one of those things I, the way i look at it the way i explain it sometimes is you've spent your life building this estate for yourself your family your loved ones um it's, it's basically your life's financial work and it, it it's it's worth the money to have an attorney make sure that that there isn't a, a a just a tragic mistake made because you know we missed something or didn't know how to draft for something the excuse of all excuses i don't care what happens to my assets because i'll be dead yeah well <laughs> and maybe the simplest response you can't really combat combat no, that one right if you no, don't care you don't care you're, you're not going to take it with you that that is for sure uh, but I think what you have to remember there, I think the, the basic response to that is that it's not for you. It, it, it's for the living. OK, you are you're correct. You are gone. But you may have responsibility. You may want people cared for. You, you know, you, there you know, you don't want to leave your 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 spouse harmed your, your, your or other dependents or loved ones or children harmed because because you did not plan. And, uh, you know, it's it's, the, you know, the other saying too. you know, the. Uh, you know, a, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. You know, just all those things are, are what true. What about in someone, it's a husband and wife, let's say the husband says this, like, I don't care what happens with my assets, I'll be dead. Can mm-hmm. the one of the spouse force the other spouse to create an estate plan? Can you force them? Can well, you? I don't know if you could force somebody to do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you certainly would want to encourage them any way you There's can. There's no legal to, action that could be you know, taken but, in that. You know, and you know, I do have situations sometimes where one spouse is very serious about it, and and the other doesn't want to spend any time on it. You know, so that there's a little friction there. But uh, you know, we still try to you know get it done. You know, even in that situation. John Baker, estate planning attorney. But John, what's the best way to reach you off of the radio? We're at six one five eight nine six five six two one eight nine six five six two one or online bakercouncil.com. John, I appreciate your expertise this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, This is Financial Coaching Radio going into our last break. If you have a money question, hit us up online, Facebook, Twitter. Also, email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back right after this. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor. But a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualls.cfp.com.
Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back into WGNS and Financial Coaching Radio. If you're looking to listen anytime, anywhere, you can always go to financialcoachingradio.com. All podcasts are there. You got the iTunes, you got Spotify, you got regular old listening clickable links. You can check out the show, the full show in its entirety online, anytime, anywhere in the world. Financialcoachingradio.com. Click on archives. As I alluded uh, I think I really hit the hammer home a couple shows ago. Folks, not every advisor who's on the radio, not every advisor who's on the TV, not every advisor who has a Facebook ad or you sit at church with or you're involved in other business relationships with, not every advisor in this area is out there serving their client's best interest. How do I know that? Because I basically make a living by giving people second opinions on their investing, their financial plans, their retirement plans. And I see some of the bad recommendations that goes on from those types of advisors. It all boils down to what I tell you about every uh, on about every show. Make sure you're working with and only hiring independent, fee-only certified financial planners an advisor who only works for you is only paid by you and has the top credential in the business of cfp certified financial planner go to jason qualls cfp.com to learn more i'm out of here for today be back at you tomorrow same time same channel keep it locked in right here on wgns more local talk is always on the